Thank you for joining me for episode number 30 of Kansas City Food Memories. Please remember that this podcast is a tape presentation of a live radio show, so do not call in or text in when prompted. But if you do want to listen to us live, catch us every Saturday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time on KMBZ 98.1. You're also, obviously, welcome to the Stone Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Good morning. This is Robert Dunsing, and thank you for tuning in today to Kansas City Food Memories. We're live every Saturday at 10 a.m. to take you down a stroll down memory lane and talk about the good old days. We share stories about our favorite restaurants, food, people, and places from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. This show is made possible because of your support of Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. My wife, Sherry, and I absolutely love Kansas City, and we pretty much view this show as an extension of our bakery and restaurant. This is who we are. I decided to call this Can't Save Food Memories, as food is what really binds us all together as a wonderful community. However, this show is is about a lot more than just food now. It's also about the people and the places that help define Kansas City and who we've become. If you've not yet done so, today would be a good day to program the phone number into your phone. So get that out if you haven't done so yet. The phone number is 913-586-7798. Um, I'd do it fast because that's for Toby, but a little bit slower is 913-586-7798. Put that into your phone and just say KMBZ. That is the call-in line and the text line both. So if you're too shy to call in, you can send the text in. Um, That'll be no problem. I'll try to read those as we go, so that won't be a problem. And then also, um, when we do open the phone lines, I'll wait just a few minutes yet because I want to get a few stories out of my guest He's, uh, he's, he's uh, quite the character. but um, And when we do take the calls, just be patient. Sam Stebe's working the boards today. We all recognize him from the, during the week with uh, Dana and Parks. But we have like seven phone lines and just one uh, board op, so be patient with that. Today's guest is really um, interesting. Uh, my guest today is George Guastello, and he's got quite the varied past. He spent some time at Starlight Theater. He spent the last, what, 15 years yep. as the president and CEO of Union Station. And uh, I'll, I'll save that towards the end of the show so we because we'll, we'll go down that rabbit hole and not get to the end of the food. And it's, um, that, that, that'll be good. And you also grew up, you knew what, the Jim Eddy family? Uh, you know, Jim Eddy and the Eddies were really amazing restaurateur and, and a great, great family that gave back so much. You, know, you look at their handprint all over town and there they are. We'll go back to Breton's. We'll go back to Jim Eddy's place. We'll go back to all of those. Oh, I, it's, so it's just great memories. You know, I, I had never met Jim Eddy until I did the show. Really? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, did, I just, I don't know how I didn't cross paths with him. You know, I referred to him as a Tasmanian devil. You know, oh, he's a little guy, oh and gosh. boy, he gets stuff done. You know, I just, I, he knows everybody. He's the kindest human yeah. being I've ever met. He's a smart man, and he knows the connections, and he did so many good things for us, great things for us. Yeah, at, well, the uh, very first, he's been on my show a couple times. The first time he did the show, Marilyn May called in and talked for 30 minutes. Wow. Wouldn't I mean, it be great to bring her back? Oh, I I, I put a plug in for that. Right. I told her, I said, I, I told her the next time she comes to Kansas City, I'll save her a chair and a microphone. I'm and sure she, can she have, was at his place all the time. Oh, yeah. You all know, and it's just, I, I, she could easily tell stories for an hour. Yeah. And she's going strong. Oh, yeah. 95 years strong. old. And, and, you know, all the stories that she's had, the Colony Steakhouse, everything that she's done is pretty amazing. Yeah. We're lucky to still have her around. But, you know, I mean, that's that's the essence of what my show's become. Right. Is talking, sharing some of those memories. And you remember Mike Murphy. 
Oh, man. You know, it's just um, I've brought him up a lot during the show because it's I moved um, here in the um, about mid-80s. This is when I moved to Kansas City after graduating from college. And I listened to Mike Murphy every single day. Right. I mean, it was him, super fan Ed Builder, and Doc, uh, Dr. Saper. You know, I'll listen to all three of those. But All on, all on uh, KCMO. And then he went on to uh, FM. He do, he used to do a great morning show. Great story when I was uh, in, in the 80s. He used to do these things. It was always crazy with him. He was kind of afraid of the, the original shock jock. And he would have, on Fridays, a lobster uh, run. And what he'd do is he'd call, at that time... You know, a phone booth and it would ring and you'd run to get to the whatever phone book was running and then you'd answer the phone and then he'd get you uh, fresh lobsters and as usual in your belly you know <laughs> it was so great he started great traditions and 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 i think you know we talk a little bit about what we do at the at union station it is really saving the memories mm-hmm. uh, and telling those stories right because that's what we miss and, and unless we have a chance to really share that we have no historical past and so i think and one of the greatest memories is your food right right it's what right. you feel yeah, and, so, and it, it evokes memories absolutely and it's and it's the show's caught fire. You yeah. know, it's, we have listeners in 20 countries now on the podcasts. Cool. Which, which is amazing to me because you don't advertise. That just happens. Social that's and just, digital That's media. just that's, that's simply word of mouth. Right. And so uh, real quick, um, again, my guest is George Guastello. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, you did great. Okay. Um, it's so, not like Smith. So tell me about Starlight Theater. Starlight Theater. Well, that's an interesting story. That was uh, a, a time um, that we had the great opportunity to build the biggest outdoor Broadway touring house at the country. You know, it was doing so well. Great, great stars would come in. So I, I was brought in uh, to close the old Starlight and to build the new Starlight Theater. Okay. You know, a 10-story magnificent fil- facility with nearly 70 line runs. That's what brings you up and down. We were able to land the first production of uh, Miss Saigon in Kansas okay. City. We did Aida. We did so many big shows for those three years that I had the great opportunity to be there. Had a chance to to really get to work with and learn Jerry Cohen, you know, another great Kansas mm-hmm. City. And, and it was amazing. So when we opened up with Miss Saigon, it was truly spectacular. I remember we closed the season the year before, very creatively. And we could never figure out at the time who was the executive producer was Bob Rolfe. Bob would always go on stage, right, and always talk a long time. I'm sure our listeners remember that. But we wanted to have it fun, and Letterman was going crazy at the time. So we wanted to figure out how to announce the shows every year, the next year's show, the big one, the audience selection. So we were able to get Miss Saigon. And I remember calling my good friend uh, Randy Wiskoff across the street at the Kansas City Zoo. And I said, do you, I said, I love going over and watching your Eagle show. When, you know, when that hawk flies <laughs> oh, down yeah. and lands on the stage and right there. I said, is there any way, I said, do you have any, you know, Vietnamese type of eagle? He said, you know, surprisingly, <laughs> that's an Asian eagle. So what we did was we put the eagle at the very back. And then Bob would say, okay, what is the show's coming up? We'd announce it all. And this thing flew down on the stage with a piece of paper. And then he'd say, ladies and gentlemen, it's from (laughs) Vietnam, and we're doing Miss Saigon. But the last night, it was even better. Um, We got uh, uh, Fox 4 at that time had a helicopter with Johnny Rowland. So called Johnny. I said, I'll tell you what. Can you take Bob Roth the hell out of (laughs) Science uh, uh, Starlight Theater out of here on an airplane? 
So we did. He came in and uh, we patched him and he said, Bob, it's time for you to leave. And the helicopter's, you know, coming over the yeah. stage, went to the back of the stage way, way out. Yeah. And Bob said, see y'all later, just as though it would be like a Letterman skit. Yeah. And then the plant and the helicopter took off. And he says, the next time you see it, there'll be a real helicopter landing at Union Station. So those are good memories, fun memories. Wow. So the the big stars that that did you have big stars come in for those plays? Um, those were big international touring shows okay. that really set Kansas City on the route. We had 24,000 people that would have season tickets when we were there. So those were monster shows. They were ensemble shows. Okay, so those uh, were more productions not as big, opposed to like what we monsters. had. At, okay. No, no, we did have, when we did Aida, mm -hmm. uh, we had Simone, and that was the daughter of... Nina Simone, okay. as well as we had another gentleman that was uh, oh, Partridge family's mother. What was her name? Can't think of it now. Jo um, she was married to Jack Jones and, oh, well, big Broadway story. Gotcha. Her son was in that show. Okay. But, you know, we, we created experiences, not just shows. You know, we had that great restaurant, thanks to the Hellsbergs outside with the fountains. So each show we would create an experience of food mm -hmm. that would be tied to the show. So we would bring in local restaurateurs, but you had to experience this. So when we did uh, Aida, which was by Elton John, mm -hmm. and that's a great story because I had a chance to meet Elton John. Oh, but really? Yeah, it was a great story, long stories. But um, we created an Egyptian experience there. Okay. With Egyptian flared food, you know, Rod Anderson did it at the time, uh, you know, Jay, uh, Jack Fiorello did it. So it was always an experience that you mm -hmm. go. It was kind of a, a a dinner and then a show instead right. of a show right. and a dinner. Right. And uh, it was great. It was experiential. It got the audiences yeah. engaged. It was right. a fun time. Tell me about Elton John. Uh, a long story. Uh, a short version. Uh, it's going to be long. Uh, but uh, so Elton John <laughs> produ uh, did his first concerts at Starlight Theater in the 1960s. We would keep... Uh, great records, and I found his original program book. And so I thought, wow, we were getting ready to do Aida, which was his first Broadway production, and it was going to start and do its national tour from Starlight Theater. So we said, how oh, wouldn't it be great? We were doing this thing called the Cow Parade in Kansas City. So what we, we went to the Cow Parade, and we said, we want to do a herd for the shows. So we created a cow for every single show, and then we'd have the cast sign it. And it, then it became very valuable, and it made a lot of money for right. local charities. So I said, how about we get Welton Johns coming to count? How about us seeing if we could get him to sign the Egyptian cow? And uh, we called the agents. They said, no, no, no. And then finally we found the right person. It was a Kemper Arena. Good God. And then we said to him, he said, yeah, they finally agreed to it. They said, Sir Elton will sign the cow. You bring this Egyptian golden cow <laughs> down to the state, down to American Royal, put it in the back. When he drives by, you hold the Sharpie out. Don't talk to him. Don't look at him. He'll come out, sign it, and <laughs> off he goes. So we load this cow in there, bring it down to the old American Royal, put it in there, big gold thing. And then all of a sudden I'm standing there with everybody and I'm going, oh, oh here he comes, here he comes. And the, and, the, and the limousine starts coming right at us. I pull out my Sharpie, not looking, there he goes. Right. The limousine passes us, opens the garage door, goes in, garage door closes. And I said, that's it, it's over. All of a sudden, <laughs> the agent came right back out and said, hey, we're really sorry, it was a challenging day. And uh, I tell you what you do. Bring the cow backstage. So we lifted it up. I felt like I was in, you know, Cleopatra. Those, those were pretty big. Yeah. yeah. We, we marched it down, 
put it downstairs, and then I'm waiting and waiting. And then I'm starting to hear God save the queen, and I'm going, there's no music. This is not going to happen. All of a sudden, there's a chatter, and then he came out with his entourage. And uh, he said, "Uh, uh, uh, hello, I'm Elton John. I went, Duh. And I didn't say that. I, yes, sir. Yeah. I'm, I'm not supposed yeah, to look at you. Contact, I'm not yeah. supposed to look at you. Here's yeah. the Sharpie. Yeah. He said, I heard you're doing Aida. And I said, yes. And we started talking about being the first show. We talked about Starlight Theater. And he says, I remember booing my concert there. Great guy. And he starts carrying on. He said, so I heard you want me to sign this cow for our show. And I said, yes. He said, well, where would you like me to sign it? And I said, anywhere you want to sign it, you're Elton John. So he signs it kind guy and he says would you like to take a picture and i said well i guess if you put a dot over my face i said i'm not supposed to look at you he says sure no problem he takes a picture and i thought okay i'm really gonna start pushing i said well here is the original program book that you did in 1969 he said i'd love to sign that he signs it and then i said okay i'm getting really good so then i pull out one of our posters from the show and i said my son really likes bro would you and he signs it and that was it and then he talked about the show from the stage so that's a long story oh Oh, little story, the story of history that nobody cares one about. Well, well, you know, no, we love those kind of stories. And what's interesting is that you have the problems, the the scary problems that you had up front, you know, with meeting Elton John, given mm-hmm. all these rules, you know, sometimes these stars get a bad reputation. Right. And it has nothing to do with the star. No, it's the it's agents. The, hand, the agents, right. the handlers, handlers everybody right. else. It's just more work and, for them. And you don't know. And so often I hear stories about the actual star celebrity president you know is yeah. incredibly engaging you yeah. know once you it, get past it, the guard yeah it was an amazing time uh when we built the new starlight theater we wanted to build a new concert series and the first concert that we did with the kansas city symphony was with tony bennett he mm-hmm. just passed away what an amazing human being yeah. i mean he may, i think he may have been four foot five when i met him but so kind i had him a chance to meet my 105 year old my 102 your old father and they had a great time and he signed it so stars really make a difference when they connect absolutely you know and, and, and stars, there's so many celebrities stories. of all kind right. they i don't think they really realize how much of an impact they have on people never you know I'm, mike mike murphy was incredibly shy he was an introvert hated crowds but he was he was always kind to people every time i saw him right and, to- toby's the same way yeah and and every everybody has a moment but it connects lifelong memories just mm-hmm. like the food does yeah uh we did a concert with winona and uh everybody said oh man she's really challenging to work with so she was backstage and i had a a, a friend of mine that i had uh, a business associate when I was working at, at the chamber uh, called Dalton Hermes. And Dalton said, my son it, it would love to meet her. And I said, okay. Uh, and uh, his son uh, was visually impaired, but was very unique and he wanted to meet her. And so, uh, and get an autograph. So she agreed to see him. And I went, oh man, this is going to be tough. We went out to the back of her train, her, her, uh, her bus. She came out. And she said, hi, knew his name. And, I, and she said, uh, I heard you love my music. And he said, yes, ma'am. He said, I want to be a country writer and um, all of that. And she has this interactive to it. She said, could I have a picture of you, visually impaired? And she said, of course, I'll sign a picture to you. She signs a shit, but I'll do something better. I'll do something for you. And she went back in her bus got her perfume out, and sprayed the picture with her perfume so he could always remember the smell oh. of Winona. Yeah. 
absolutely amazing. And he sent me a thank you note in Braille. And it's still in my office today. Oh, see, that's that's amazing. But those are the stories yeah. that we live and we live and learn by. Yeah, you know, and you hear stories about Dolly. I don't want to get off topic. I've got we got a lot to talk. We got to talk about Dolly's food. Okay, right. well, well, you know, Dolly Parton, you know, is another one that you hear all the stuff that right. she does. You don't hear about till twenty years later. Right. Those are the memories. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, like the rule. She got all the royalties off that song from Whitney Houston. Right. And she took all that money, directed it to a charity. Right. All right. So talk about engagement here. I've got three texts that you like. Uh oh. Two people within a minute of each other said Shirley Jones. Was, that's it. That's you're right. That's you're right. It was Shirley Jones, and it was her son. Congratulations. Yeah. She was on the Walk of Stars. Yep. All right. So here's here's one that's interesting. I was telling you about when Jim Eddy was on the show, uh-huh. and Marilyn May called uh-huh. in. And I, um, it was going, so she was talking for 30 minutes. Uh-huh. I actually had to cut her off Uh-oh. and I hated that because, but, but, but the show was coming to an end. Yeah. I mean, I already have no commercial breaks. And, right. and so I, um, so the first time I tried to cut her off, I said, Marilyn, I said, I want to, I want to give you an off, make you an offer. And that's what I was telling you. I said, next time you're in Kansas city, I said, you have an open mic and you can stay for the whole hour and tell us whatever stories you want. And she goes, and she starts, uh, she goes, well, that would be absolutely amazing. She goes, I can't. I love Kansas City. She still has a home here, and she mm-hmm. comes back a lot. She goes, I haven't been to Kansas City in a long time. She goes, let me look into that. Then she launched into two, three more stories. You know, so then five minutes later, I had to cut her off again. Somebody just sent me a text. It says, Robert, did you know that Marilyn May is performing at the Folly Theater on October 27th and 28th? Yep. That's going to be amazing. So she, she is coming back. She's, She's going to do back. two nights. I wanted to get her and do a, a giant uh, concert. In Grand Hall with oh. her as a Kansas City yeah. icon. You know, you walk on Grand Hall floors, presidents have walked on those floors, Truman, Walt Disney, oh. all the history. The history and I that. wanted to do a show with her. Thanks to Jim Eddie, we got Joyce DiDonato okay. to do our 100th anniversary there oh. as a surprise guest to the audience. All right, so um, I, I may need your help. I'm going to, uh, Jim, Jim, if you're listening, I want you to do everything you can to see if we can get Jim. And Marilyn May in to do the show that Saturday. Oh, yeah. The, the, and, uh, we'll see who talks more. Well, well, I, well I, I promise I'll keep my words to probably 50 words or less for the entire hour. I just want to hear the stories from the two of them. Yeah. And she, she, she's amazing. Wait, wait, wait. She, she uh, performed more, more. She was the one artist that performed. Uh, no one performed more uh, songs on the Carson show besides yeah. her. Yeah. And um, 27 times. Yeah. And the, her connection with the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. at the time yeah. was amazing. One of my great mentors many years ago was Jack Stedman. And uh, I remember Jack helped me throughout my whole life and encouraged me on, on any of my, my, my uh, opportunities to succeed. And, and as he was uh, um, leaving this earth, I went to see him one last time. And uh, when he was there, he was playing Marilyn, Marilyn's music in his, in his room. Mm-hmm. Just a moment of time from those 60s that were so uniquely Kansas City. You know. Yeah. You All know. right. So let, uh, let's yeah. jump over to a union station. Sure. You've been the president CEO for what fifteen years now? I think two hundred years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, like so what can you tell us? What stories can you share with us about the history of restaurants at Union Station? Oh, it's a great story. Um, you know, Union Station has become, uh, thanks to our great staff, um, the visual voice of our community. Yeah. We stand for something now. I think if you look at Union Station over the last 110 years, as Union Station goes, so does Kansas City. Yeah. 
But now Union Station has evoked this emotion that really brings us together to save those memories and to tell those stories. So when COVID came, we were the location that closed the city down. When it was time to be over, it's a place that we came to open the city. We were doing live videos during COVID. But when you look at all, all the time and the, and, the, and the experiences that happened, Union Station was the premier restaurants yeah. in Kansas City. Um, Fred Harvey, uh, and, and, and if our audience, make sure you read the, um, uh, his, the book from, uh, it'll come back to me, uh, Appetite for America. Okay. Great, great talking about restaurants, the quality customer service experience. And his office is on the third floor. It's the one office that we ensured never has changed because he created a monumental empire. And when you think of Fred Harvey, uh, and he had all of the operations at Union Station, it was the centerpiece to our community at the time, the large, third largest operating train station when we opened. Now we're the second largest by by uh, uh, square footage, uh, but when you think 150,000 people lived in Kansas City at the time, and we build this monument that's in the third largest rail station in the world, in the United States, and um, one of the pieces was Fred Harvey, and he had all the operations. There's a butcher shop that he created, and it was in that facility. You know, it was 10 stories tall, three stories below ground, a bakery. Uh, so the best, uh, at the time it wasn't homestyle bakery and cafe, but it was Fred Harvey's and he had a bakery there. And then he had the famous Harvey house restaurant, which is right in the middle. It's now the chamber mm -hmm. boardroom and the Harvey girls. So when you come to union station, I will tell all of our guests, we have an amazing hundredth anniversary exhibition that tells the 110 years, 105 years. Now we're going to add more to it uh, about the history. And there's a whole story in there about Fred Harvey and his operations. But Fred really was the largest restaurateur around the world that was running through Kansas city. And when you think about it, he had when you were on the train, going all the way to the West Coast, that's where you stopped. He had all those restaurants, the same quality, the same, the same expertise, uniqueness, and ran out of there. But I want you to think about it. If you're going across from Kansas City all the way out west and you have all these little spots of restaurants that you need to stop and serve all the people on the trains, how are you going to fund those? How are you going to service them? I mean, everybody's talking about how difficult it is, right, mm -hmm. to, to find employees. Determination is yeah. what succeeds. what he did. Yeah. Well, you know, but what's interesting that, you know, you talk about how Union Station's kind of this, you know, s s symbolizes the whole KC metro area. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at that, you know, when it was, they were ready to tear it down. It was in disrepair. You know, mm -hmm. we've all seen the pictures, you know, the roof caving in, the mm -hmm. flooding inside there. But they actually pulled together a bi-state Mm -hmm. You know, tax initiative to save it. You know, something I don't think has ever been done anywhere else in the country. No, when you when you think about that, um, Union Station sat dormant for nearly ten years, uh, and the uh, only thing that was operating at the very begin at the as it started to close was a giant bubble that prevented the ceiling from falling in, so you could go to the Amtrak. But then, of course, there was another restaurant in there. Yeah. You know what that one was? What's that? was called the lobster pot. Oh, the okay. big red door, oh, yeah. right? And that was it. Yeah. Uh, and so it was in those areas. But yeah, um, when you think about the community coming together uh, in 1999, and there was a one-eight-cent sales tax on both sides of the Man. state line, 
you got to think about this. This is one of the first times it was taxation without representation. Yeah. People lived in Kansas. They're being taxed right. for a facility in Missouri. And, you know, it raised $117 million to restore the building. Which was a lot back then. 117 to restore that yeah. building. Uh, and, and then I want you to think about that for a moment. They had to have legislation passed in the state of Missouri. And then the exact same legislation, yeah. word by word, in the state of Kansas would never happen. Yeah. And then it had to be ratified and codified by Congress. Right. And then three counties had to vote for it. Yeah. One eight cent sales tax happened and it restored that ma- majestic building yeah. to what it is. Now, a lot of people in Kansas City don't know uh, or don't remember. 25 years ago, half the people don't even remember Union Station falling apart. They only know it as what oh. it is today, the yeah. icon of our community. Uh, thanks to some great board members yeah. like Mike Haverty and, and great board members and staff to save it. But, you know, we receive no tax dollars. Yeah. We don't get any state, federal, yeah. local, or regional yeah. tax dollars to well, operate well, Union Station. The, the listeners of this show, they do remember that. Cause they I mean, do I, remember I, it. Because I mean, we're talking about, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, and things like that. Right. No. So, so, um, yeah. oh, so a quick update. Somebody yeah. said that apparently you cannot buy tickets yet to the Maryland May show. Somebody's oh. already gone online to try to do that. <laughs> so as soon as I get information, I will update that here. Also put that on my email. So if you have any random question about some old uh, restaurant or bar back in the day, uh, you can call in. Um, so uh, Rocco, or uh, no, Rocco, Sam, can you go ahead and open up the phone lines? So if you uh, listeners out there, if you want to call in, if you have a, a question, for George about um, some old restaurants or something going on at Union Station or some story that I know a lot of people here know George. So if you want to bring up something, now's time to go ahead and call in. And we'll delete it if you say something yeah. wrong. Uh, we will not. Nah. Oh, so, no, no, no. Yeah, so go, ahead and get, so go ahead and get in on the queue. Um, and the phone number again is 913-586-7798. Uh, so be patient because uh, we have the multiple lines and just one board op. Sam's pretty fast, though. Now, if you love food and want to become a part of the process, be sure you follow Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. That's the bakery my wife and I own and pay for the show. But go to the website. It's called makethemsmile.com. And then once you do that, go on the top left-hand corner. You will see a, a place to sign up for the email newsletter. And so I send out usually email early in the week to give you an update on what happened during the show, which is going to be important in this case. I'll give you the lowdown on some of the fun things that George shared. Then also I'll give you an update on what's the status of Marilyn May and the tickets to the show. So I will call over to the office and get information on that. And I know personally that we could probably fill both uh, the Folly Theater on both days just with the listeners here. So go to makethemsmile.com and sign up for the email newsletter. Right now um, we also have about 15,000 followers on Facebook. So if you want to follow us on there, I'll do a lot of things there. And if you've been putting off going actually to the bakery, best regards, we're at 119th and Glenwood and Overland Park, two blocks east of Metcalf. And so stop by and see us, and I'd love to sit down with you or Sherry and visit and kind of find out what's going on. And then, uh, so what's going on this week? So uh, yesterday was National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Hmm. So for yesterday and today, we're doing the, the huge quarter pound chocolate chip cookies, buy one, get one free. And then also on the, the regular size cookies, we're giving one free to anybody who walks in. And um, those cookies are pretty good. King Arthur flour, European butter, zero corn syrup and anything we make. So come see us. I'm also, for the first time in a few months, we're actually selling some of our sourdough by the loaf or half loaf. 
Normally we can't do that, so if you want to get that to make BLTs at home because you have so many tomatoes, come by and see us. All right, so George, uh, we'll take a call, and then if we have a gap in there, I want to hear some stories about the, gosh, we got so many different directions we can go, but um, it's not technically food, but you pulled off an amazing event with the NFL draft and just the logistics behind that. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, so we'll get I'm to that. I'm eating one of your favorite, my favorite uh, color Chiefs uh, cookies <laughs> yeah. right now, folks. Let All me right, tell you right now. Yeah, you need to get these to... for your back. You, you need to do these for your your uh, um, backyard parties when you're watching for the Chiefs. Yeah. They're really All good. All right, Sam, let's go to line one with Tony. Tony, are Hi, you there? Hi there. Hi there. How are you guys? Hi. I, I was calling, and I missed you last week when you are talking about onion Oh, my and goodness. Been, yeah, it made me think of... I'm not from the area, but I used to visit when I was younger. And my granddad took me to a place that he used to work down the street from called Eaton's Drive-In. Yep. And they used um, cornmeal with their onion rings. I'm writing notes on here. Oh, yeah. You know, that's there was a lot of different styles. Um, a lot of people had favorites from back in the day. You know, because we end up uh, having to split the conversation up into the onion straws, onion rings, and the the, the giant, uh, practically, you know, the onion steaks. You know, kind of like they have at Jack Stack now. Is, is there any, was there anybody in town that you uh, onion rings you still like? Not really. Um, <laughs> I'm the closest one because uh, the, I like more of a crisp, and a lot of them use the battered ones. I I remember they had one of your. Um, Co-workers were talking about the sweetness of a Sonic onion ring, and part of that I remember was from the Vidalia onion that they used. But what I liked about it was that they actually used to make them. You could, if you got there at a certain time, you could see the bread are going. Right. And they had, All um, right. All right, Tony. So what it. you want to do is go back and listen to the podcast. That's that that's saved up on my website, or you can go to Spotify, Pandora, any of those. Go listen to that, ish, uh, that episode on uh, the onion rings. Rod Gray, my guest that day, actually did some research, and he had read that Sonic actually used some of their melted ice cream base to uh, as they the do. liquid for making their onion rings, which gave it a lot of yes. um, su- extra sweetness. Uh, sweetness, too. Yep. Okay, so for um, before I let you go, if you like onion rings, go give uh, Kansas City Joe's a chance. It is, it's not a wet batter. It actually has a crisp to it. And they actually, they, they cook it perfectly, and so the onions actually have a slight sweetness to it. I will try it. All right. Thank, th- you, thank you, Tony. I appreciate, you call- All right, I appreciate you calling in. Thank yeah, you. George, so we did a whole show just on onion rings that we missed from back in the day. Were you an onion ring person? Sure. Who'd Sandy's. You? Sandy's? I mean, um, okay, what was the place on state line? Um that you right by Rockers High School, there was a uh, a drive-in. Uh, forgot it. Someone will, someone will there. Was that Wimpy's that direction, or is that different? Somebody no, different? Okay. no. Uh, I I can't remember what the name of it was. A Commerce Bank building now. Okay, but it was great. Uh, always uh, after the the games at Rockers, you'd go down yeah. there. So well, I'm out of my onion ring mode. I had two pages of notes from that show. And, well, then and, and just uh, you take a tetralac and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So one of the things I think we need to talk a little bit about. You talked about some of the big yeah. restaurants in Kansas City and in Union Station. I'd love to hear from the viewers that they remember the Westport Room. The Westport Room was the high end dining in Kansas City. It was one of the finest places uh, at Union Station, and it was run by Harvey's, uh, Fred Harvey's, right next door. 
And there was a magnificent painting in there, if anybody remembers it. It was called the Westport Landing Mural. It landed in there, and the maitre d' at the time was Joe Maciel. Joe Maciel was a Hispanic and one of the first of the Hispanic community, and he was well-known in the food industry, and he launched his career. And when anybody would walk into the door, a beautiful woman, he'd say, ladies and gentlemen, Miss America has now, and he had a gong, and he'd ring it. We have that, his gong up there. But he went on to, to be a fantastic uh, Latino entrepreneur and opened up thousands, hundreds of restaurants. So there's a great story there. But in that room was fine dining, and that's where everyone would go. Uh, and we have some of the historic menus on display. Mm-hmm. But it was service and quality and elegance. So if there's anybody out there that remembers the Westport Room, but now I'm going to give your listeners uh, breaking news. When Union Station was closed, we talked a little bit about raising the money to save it to restore it um when it was restored um at one time uh, when it was closed that historic westport mural the landing mural was removed from the station and it was purchased by a company by the name of Riss trucking company went in his office Uh, they hung it over there and for some unknown reason finally when we restored it we brought it back and put it in the westport uh, room that is really where the post office is, and you never could see it. And I guess they shellacked it. And I always looked at it, and I said, gosh, this this is one of the most historic paintings and murals in Kansas City, and we need to come that out. Everybody's talking about all the art at, you know, the new, new airport, and Union Station has all this great historic art. So we found it. We did some research on it, and we took it off the wall, and thanks to uh, Jonathan Kemper, we have restored it. And thanks to the Kemper Family Foundation at UMB, the grand staircase is being all reviewed, and we are now installing that magnificent um, mural in the grand staircase uh, so everyone can enjoy it. And uh, it'll be unveiled in the next few weeks. That's why all the scaffolding is there. So it's pretty cool, and we're very excited to tell the story. But no one really knows the story of the artist. Um, It was... um, one of the famous artists in the United States, female um, impressionist that did murals. Her work is in the um, Dirty Rock and at Radio City Music Hall. Hmm. And it's uh, her name is Claudia Muir, and it is amazing. All right, talk about engagement. Here's what we're going. So uh, you were trying to remember the name of that drive-in by Rockhurst. Uh-huh. I've got one, two, three, four, five people <laughs> on the text line. I'm doing pretty good on this, And huh? Jasper just sent me a personal text. Of course it that was, was Alan's drive-in. It was Alan's. It was a little yeah. Jasper. I, mean, I, just, I just love this. We got See, I don't have to really study on this show. I've got uh, my, my listeners will bail me out. It's on because stuff like Jasper this. and I were eating there. Yeah. We went to high school together. Oh, did you really? Yeah, of course. Oh, He's okay. the greatest chef in Kansas City. All right, one so, of the greatest restaurants. All right, so um, after the show, on the way out the parking lot, I don't want, give me some dirt on Jasper. I no, mean, no I, there's no dirt. He's yeah. a good human okay. being. No, oh, I know that. Well, give me a fun story that I can tease him with. Well, we were in politics uh, together. Well, not on the air. All not right, on the air. That'll be, that'll be in person. And he also mentioned that uh, Chef uh, Joe Missiel that you talk about had uh-huh. the best veal dish. He did. He also was well known for one specific uh, dish called Chicken Missiel. And uh, when we, um, we, when we, when I was brought into Union Station in 2008, we had to get us out of bankruptcy. 
we had to reimagine it. And um, I went to local restaurateurs to help us reimagine. And if it wasn't for the Brancato family that created the renewed Harvey's in the middle that has one of the mm-hmm. best uh, brunches now, um, wouldn't be there. And we, Mike Burke, if people may remember Mike, ran for mayor, fantastic human being. Mike had the original recipe for chicken masseal. And Mario and Andrew Brancato reimagined it, and we served that at our 100th anniversary. Mm. So when we unveil the Westport Room painting, because we like to do activities sure. and engage it, they'll be featuring Joe Masile's yeah. Chicken Masile that week to bring the history and the memory. And that's one right. of yeah. them. Right, yeah. Using food to bring everything together. And it connects those dots, and, it, and it's traditions and, and family and so many local restaurateurs came to to our rescue, uh, and our goal was to bring people there. And now we're doing two million people a year, and those restaurants are doing great. Uh, Joe Paris, who brought in Parisi, the original uh, um, coffee shop, yeah, uh, Kansas City Experience, and then all the things that happen over at Harvey, uh, over at Pierpont's, and yeah. that they've been with us for nearly twenty five. Yeah, years. well, you have Pierpont's, and you have Hereford House, and then yeah. the. You know, the Harvey's, uh, you, you really try hard to capture the spirit of what Union Station used to mm-hmm. be. Right. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't look like a fast food joint that just plunked into the middle. You know, it. No, it's wh- happiness and yeah. it's memories and grandparents and parents tell the stories to yeah. their grandchildren. And now the grandchildren come and take a selfie for with uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. But they have that memory. Yeah. But you right? know, but it's interesting. You know, you go to, um, there's not that there's a right or wrong way of doing it, but you look at Union Station in St. Louis, all the work that they did, you know, but then there's a food court that looks like a food court. Right. It does. Well, you know, and when we did uh, many years ago to save Union Station, everybody said it needs to be retail facility and you right. need to have shops just like St. Louis. Thank God we did. And that oh, place I, went into bankruptcy right. and I mean, closed. It, it would be easier to implement in the beginning. You know, but but you don't capture the spirit and the romance of what, what it was. No food halls, right? Yeah. Or, or, right. Or let's um, real quick. Um, let's go to um, Sam. Let's go ahead and go to line one with Mary Jean. Mary Jean, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, this I, is a great show again today. Oh, Robert, I you. I know this Mary Jean. So, did he trigger a memory for you? Yes, a couple things. Uh, my mother used to talk about being in Union Station for the New Year's Eve dances, and then you'd kiss your date underneath the clock at midnight. <laughs> that was always something that she loved. That's right. Miss, um, meet me under the clock and kiss me under the clock. We have a great story that we have. There was a, a woman by the name of um, Marie, and we found her story. She came to us uh, during our 100th anniversary, and she said, I have my husband's military uniform because more military went through Union Station in the 40s. And she said to us, um, we we tell her story, Rosemary, underneath the clock in our augmented reality. And she said, I want you to have his his uniform, but I want to tell you the story. I want to tell you the story. And she said, I said, what's the story? She said, well, we were both in the military. Um, We were leaving to go defend the United States against Nazi Germany. He went on one train. We kissed each other, and he went on the other. Five years later, I never knew what would happen. And we were just married. When he left, I was pregnant. He did not know that. Uh, I stayed home, and she said, then five years later, he came back. I was waiting for him under the clock, and I did not know if he had married someone else 
what if he would care for me and I'm standing there with my baby and uh, that is our kiss under the clock and it tells the story and they live together for the rest of their lives and he had passed and we told the story right before the celebration of the station we showed his uniform but right before the hundredth anniversary she was there to celebrate uh, his memory and his story and their children's stories and she passed away two weeks before her 100th oh. anniversary. But her story lives oh, on. Yeah. So there's your mom's story or your grandmother's story. So Meet me cool. under. And, right. Yeah. And George, the driving you're thinking of is Allen's. Yes, Allen's. I still have, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I wish I, I miss it. And then what was the one on the yeah. plaza that oh, was no, where no, Country George, Club Don't built. go be starting um, another the, thing. The country, remember the Country Club <laughs> Plaza where the. Uh, uh, um, Country Club Bank is right now. Yeah. Was that Sandy's or I can't remember. Drive in. It was great too. All right, uh, Mary Jean. Thanks for calling in. I'm Thank gonna try you to so much. see if I can get a couple of stories out of George about the draft. All right. I, um, so I, we could do a whole hour, two hours, just talking about logistics of the draft. So I won't do that. Uh, but in kind of following the theme of the old restaurants, when you, the, the NFL draft was a huge event. It brought in people from all over the country, mm-hmm. and. Um, did did they understand how amazing or what were how, what did they think of Union Station? And well, I think the with history many of your, with many of our listeners right now, you watched it, didn't you? On television? Oh yeah, I mean, did you they care? Or did they under they they understand what we were doing? Fifty four million people watched Union Station oh, yeah. Yeah. and watched Kansas City. Yeah. Only twenty million watched. King Charles gets coronated. Yeah. So I think we've done yeah. Our, yeah. our job. But, um, I, you know, the stories there, uh, I, I credit um, Kathy Nelson and the Chiefs organizations and Mr. Hunt because they were the ones that heard about the possibility of taking the draft on the road. And Kathy and uh, the Hunt family right. said, let's go after it. And uh, where would you do it? Well, what better place? And than for the Union. listeners, Kathy Nelson with the Kansas City Sports right. Commission yeah. and the, and the Kansas City Chamber. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and the Visitors Convention Bureau. So they had been working on it nonstop, and Kathy and I are good friends, and we've done an awful lot with the Kansas City Chiefs, as you know, mm-hmm. as the visual right. voice with our parades and all those activities. So um, Kathy said, uh, I want you to join us. We're going to go pitch it at Jerry's World down in Texas for, and it was indoors and it was after the Chicago one. So I had a great opportunity to go with Kathy. We toured the facility and it's wow. Can you imagine Kathy? What if we did this? We could put it in front of the building. There would never be the great Piazza, the right. Coliseums right. as the backdrop. So we were walking through and telling him what we could do and how we could do it. How could they could take over this magnificent building that no one has ever done before with a magnificent skyscrapers behind it and a stunning fountain in front. And uh, we were walking through, and some of the producers uh, that were there pulled us aside and said, well, you know, we, we, we know Union Station. I said, okay. They said, you may not remember us, but we were the producers of American Ninja Warriors. And I said, yeah. So I don't know if you remember that. We did the productions of the American Ninja Warriors where we'd do the television right. show behind the scenes in front of the building at night. And thanks to our amazing production team that are great and considered, we always like to say yes to everything until we have to say no. So they saw that. And then we started saying, okay, we could take the grand hall and the back of the, the back of the, the, the building could be the TV show. Cause I always knew it was a television show. It's, it's a Disney, it's ESPN. That's all. 
360,000 people came to Kansas City mm-hmm. to watch it. 54 million. And you know what you yeah. try to do just yeah. on your social and digital yeah. media. That's where it goes. So we pitched the idea. I remember one saying, well, you know what we could do? We can... Uh, you know, have the players walk out to the fountain, and then the fountain would shoot off. It'd be awesome, yeah. and Goodell would be yeah. there. Oh, gosh. Well, that well, was a bad idea because they get soaking wet. But yeah. they took that idea. They brought in the biggest yeah. producers, and then they created Kansas City's living family yeah. room inside. Yeah. And the exterior was beautiful. It was a television yeah. show. I doubt it well, will here's be anywhere the, else. Here's the thing that I think makes Kansas City so amazing. You look at all around the country, the, the government's – and businesses don't give the American public any credit. Right. So, you know, nobody else has tried doing a buy state because everybody says it's impossible to do. You look at what happened Union Station is, okay, in St. Louis, they wanted to revive that. If we want to keep the structure alive, the only way to do that is put retail in there because their thinking is that the public doesn't appreciate history. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and in Kansas City, we did the exact opposite. You know, they, they did buy state. They got... The people and politicians from two states to agree to the to the letter, yeah. you know, to be able to save that. And you didn't convert the grand hall into retail, thank goodness. Yeah. You know, uh, you went you went to preserve the history, and you tried to do things that uh, play to the strengths, you know, of the history and the the, the grandiosity of the, right. of the of the hall. Well, it's an adventure. Yeah, and, and nobody thought was it was going to. You know, for, let me tell you, for ten years before I got there, not no. that I had anything to do with it. You know, we were in almost well, on the ground, you know, close to bankruptcy, and they didn't see it. Yeah. It wasn't until we saw the hundred and fifty thousand square feet uh, that was available, and then we started moving in Kansas City icons yeah. to cause traffic. That's why the chamber is there, yeah. Kansas City Air Development yeah. Council, Election Board, so many others. But that causes people there all the time. Yeah. And then it was the touring exhibitions that yeah. really took us off. We, you know, we bring in big things such as Auschwitz or Diana Titanic. or you know, King Tut, yeah. and that caused it. But then, while all of that was going on, um, we were restoring and reimagining Science City. And so, ten million dollars of private investment has gone into Science City, and now we're doing two thousand people on a week on yeah. a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah. That's the fun. That's the excitement. Then streetcar, thanks to Tom Guerin, is at Union Station. All these pieces connect, and it's a moment in time. And I think Kansas City needs to just pause and say, "Wow, we've done it." Yeah, you know, we've done it, and we have a lot more to do. There's a lot of challenges, but. If we all stand together with total determination, yeah. we can we can face anything. Well, you know, in today's world, you know, if if you if you want conflict and strife, you can look, you can go out there and social media, you can find it. Right. You know, but if you want to see good news, you want people talk about. Before I started doing the 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 show, we all talked about the good old days as being gone forever mm-hmm. and we'll never experience it again. But, you know, but every week now for the past six and a half months, every Saturday we we spend an hour talking about the good old days bringing those memories back and what and what we have today that kind of reminds us of that. The good old days for those individuals are now the good old days for the kids that we're creating those memories A- abso- for us. Absolutely. And it's different, and we may not understand it. We've become our parents, but it's okay. If we keep our ears and eyes open to, to addressing, I cannot tell you the number of people um, that come to Union Station to have a story. You know, so many people in, in our today's world's rightfully so, are talking about and trying to deal with diversity, equity, and inclusion. And those are words. Sometimes organizations put it on a piece of paper, uh, but I'm very proud that we have a board and a staff that live it. 
We're telling a diverse story for Joe Masia. Right. We're telling the story of our Hispanic Latino community. We're telling the story of, of our Jewish community. We're telling the story of our African American community and in a pro, ones that speak to them. And everyone is welcome through our doors, and it becomes their home. Yeah. And, and when you see in the lobby just sitting there and seeing a significant diversity and everyone together as one, that I think that's what's made Union Station right. so special. Okay, so George, uh, do not bring up any other random memory you have that you can't remember because you're distracting my listeners. Okay. So six people have now responded that Sydney's drive-in is on the planet. So <laughs> do not do that again. But you're getting great numbers. I, I, that's I, what you I, want. I understand. I understand. That's what you want. But I only have about five minutes left. I don't you wasting any more of that. I, I won't say any more. I can't remember. So I, um, somebody that I won't say the name just texted me the recipe for the... Joe Masile? Uh, yep. Chicken Masile. Yep. So I have the recipe for that. All right. Who has that? Better be a good one. Better uh, be the right one. Um, I... I'm, I um, I'm not going to say who it is. All right. Jasper. Of course. So I, I, How did he get it? Jasper has everything. He has everything, and he brings in Giada. Uh, yeah. Jasper um, brought in Giada, and my mom uh, loved her, and uh, she came to Kansas City, and Jasper hosted her for that, and she was battling ovarian cancer, and it was one of the greatest moments for uh, Jasper to, to have had a chance to introduce my mom to Giada. Oh, how long ago that. was that? Her mom's been gone. She died in 1990. It was okay. probably 19, to ask Jeff, 87 or something okay. like that. It was pretty yeah, special. You know, um, so that was pre-Food Network, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, I, that's, I would love to meet her. I think I'd be. I think we all men well, want yeah, to meet her. No, no. I mean, I would just love, but I'd be too intimidated to talk to her about food. Yeah. I mean, she's just, she's, she's, she knows so much. I'm you know throwing what? the gauntlet down. I want Jasper to bring her in, and we're going to do a cooking show with him and her high atop Harvey's, and we'll go live on television. That, that'll be moving. interesting. Come on. He can do it. I know All right. Well, I, I, I just I, threw the gauntlet I said, down. we know he's listening. I know he's listening. I mean, yeah, that's... He's that's, probably listening from his hen house. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So well, he's prepping sponsors. for his radio show of that comes up is. next. All right. So we only have a, a few minutes left. Um, any other specific memories on old restaurants or... How are the restaurants that you have right now captures some of that, the romance of the old restaurants? You know, what we do at the Pierpont's and what we do at Harvey's is to reimagine history in a way that speaks to our current market. Now, I, I'm a I'm a restaurateur. I, it's in my family blood. So my oh, is it really? How's my, that? My grandmother was an original Cascone. Okay. So I did not know that. Yeah, so they that they all came back to Kansas City. So I'm going to give a plug. The greatest Italian oh, restaurant is Cascone's, and um, we are blessed in Kansas City to have three or four absolutely amazing Italian restaurants. And you, you, you got to go and get neck bones. They got it. That's yeah. what you start with. But the old restaurant up on Vivian uh, North Oak. Uh, was the place in my memories of a kid was the greatest meal ever and they had the greatest chicken cacciatore and I saw the family at a wedding constantly said and I asked him I said where's my chicken cacciatore you took it off the restaurant I said it was grandma's favorite and they're now creating these new cookies Lucy is bringing back her grandmother's Ravazzani Roscotti's that you can get on on the internet now maybe you should sell them at your at your bakery you have to like Annis and Italian something from Ragusa but right. there you go well, story. you know it's 
uh, we're going to have to talk later this week, see if you have time to come back. Cause it's, there's, there's four or five topics that, you know, that like the Casconis, you know, yeah. the different things like that, that deserve to have their whole story told and how they got there. My grandfather came to America, uh, way back in the early 1900s and he was married to my grandmother. Uh, he was a Tadona and he, um, she wouldn't come to the United States unless he raised uh, all the money, worked in the United States to get uh, all of the, her mother, her father, and all the grand, all of his, her brothers and sisters to the United States that then turned into all the great Casconi restaurants. And he worked hard and he worked in the, um, the industry. And interesting at Union Station, it's a story that at the very back of Union Station, there was actually a theater there. But at the way back in the early 1900s, when it was there, it was the immigrant waiting room. So immigrants weren't allowed to sit in the grand hall. And so I always think about my grandparents and, you know, they really couldn't sit there. But some hundred years later, they're uh, an immigrant from Ragusa uh, for Joe Tadona is kind of running Union Station. So everything circles around from determination and his commitment to education. Yeah. And I still can go eat in my cousin's restaurants at Casconi. So yeah. everything works. Well, George, I love that <clears throat> the, the Union Station's co- commitment to preserving history in a yeah. living way to yeah. be able to do that. I mean, you're doing it in a huge way. I try to do it in a small way, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just we talk about it for an hour, then I save it on podcasts. And I think the reason we have so many followers all over the world is that word of mouth and it's, you know, it's, it's a living history. When you hear the actual stories, either first person, second person, that's, I'd love that so much better than simply reading, reading a book. Right. All right. So um, for everybody out there, be sure to come by and see us at Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. We're at 119th and Glenwood in Overland Park, Kansas. Uh, this is two blocks east of Metcalf, which is across the street from Cheesecake Factory next door to Johnny's. We're open every Saturday from 8 until 2, Monday um, through Friday, 8 to 5. And don't forget, the kitchen closes at 3. If you come in today, you can get a free chocolate chip cookie. We have uh, uh, locally grown garden tomatoes for sale, and the buy one, get one free on the quarter pounders. Even though this is our 30th year in business, we're always trying to get better. And also, as a result of the show, we're learning what it takes to stand the test of time and to be remembered. Like a lot of the restaurants out there we t- that we talk about on the show, Sherry and I, are, we're always there. We're able to visit with you when you come in and hear your ideas or leads and stories for um, a future show. And lastly, don't forget that this and all of our past shows are available on podcast platforms. George, thank you for coming in today. Well, thank you. I really hope everyone appreciate comes that. down to visit Union Station yep. or go online with us. And thank you, Sam. And everybody else, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast presentation of Kansas City Food Memories. We're glad you've become a fan of our trips down memory lane. I invite you to join us live on the show every Saturday, 10 a.m., KMBZ 98.1.